Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Fish Lift Eat podcast. You know, uh, if if you've tuned into the last couple episodes, you know that it's been a been a little lonely in the studio for me. Um, but I got the boys back today. Got Justin and Papa back helping me drive the boat today. So what's going on, guys? What up? Glad oh, to finally man. have y'all back. Yeah. I know it's full house, yeah. man. It's been a while. Good to be back. Yeah. So joining us, joining us today, we've got um, we got Jeremy from Fetch a Fly. Um, you know, we're going to get to dive into to what he's got going on. But um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Jeremy? My name's Jeremy with Fetch a Fly, and, uh, located here in Boone, North Carolina. Excited uh, to be here today. We're excited to have you. So let's uh. Let's talk a little bit about um, about what Fetch a Fly is and how uh, how everybody needs it in their arsenal. So tell what, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal your thunder here. So just go ahead and um, and give us a little description of what you got going on. Fetch a Fly it was a uh, telescopic stainless steel pole for those times when you get stuck in trees, rocks, wherever else you get hung up at. Uh, I taught myself how to fly fish several years ago, so. And now I was constantly losing flies every time I went. So I started developing the tool to kind of help me with that. And that's what led to this. Uh, it's a great little tool to have in your wading pack. It extends out six feet long so you can cool down when you get stuck in trees and get the flies back down. Or I use it a lot when I get hung up on underwater logs and things like that. I mean, it just saves me a ton of money on flies. And that was a great thing to start getting out there to other people. So that's when I started producing it and trying to sell it. Yeah, unfortunately, I think oh, yeah. just anglers in general, we end up most of our money gets left in the water a lot of times, right? You I was know, leaving a small is. fortune in trees and underwater, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. So I'm guessing you're, you yeah. know, you're you're primarily trout fishing. Sounds like fly fishing. Yeah, that's all I do. Uh, like I said, I live up here in Boone, so there's a ton of great trout waters all around me, and that's what I usually hit up, and uh, that's uh, that's my favorite thing to do. Nice. So I, I I can vouch for this thing, man. I uh I picked one up, Jeremy, when back maybe uh January, February this year. It's somewhere around there, yeah. It was right when we probably first started uh when, I think when I first got the shipment, it was around that time. So it was probably around then. Yeah, I can tell you from personal experience as a absolute perfect professional fly fishing expert <laughs> <laughs> that the that thing saved me at least 50, 60 bucks this year, man. And it's, uh, I got two hanging in the garage here in the office slash podcast studio. Um, but where I, I haven't used it yet is I haven't used it in the tree. Um, but, uh, getting hung up underneath, man, that thing has come in pretty damn handy. It's good for this time of year too. I, I hate getting my hands cold when it's this, when, you know, in the winter months when you're fishing, I hate reaching in there to, get unsnagged or anything like that so it's a it's good to have this time of year if any time of year so is it, do, do you have one handy i got one handy we probably should try to show it here you guys keep talking let me grab these so i, I know you said it, it, I, think, man, I got a quick question so you know you said that it, it extends out to six foot right mm -hmm. how big is it when it's when it's collapsed like for like storage space Collapses down is under 10 inches, so it fits in pretty much any wading pack, uh, most chest rigs, anything like that. Let's see, yeah, uh, oh, there it is, got it right there. 
There we go. So there it is. Yeah, I wanted to make something that was small enough to, you know, you carry it around and be lightweight. You know, the last thing you need when you're out there waiting all day is carrying around something heavy, something, you know, bulky. So I want to make something just slide in your waiting pack and forget it's there. Then when you get hung in a tree or hung in a rock, something like that, and like, oh, then pull us out and get unstuck real quick. I think we did a good job of Let's getting it all kind of the way I wanted it. I feel a little like Dan. Then we look right still now. robust in there. To, to kind of get you out of some hairy situations too, so that's good. Yeah, this thing, this thing's killer, man, because it, it fits uh, really well in anything that you're carrying when you're out there, right? If you're just going light, um, I've had it where I'll just I'll, I'll hook it down low here, or if I've got my full kit, right, it's uh, fits just about anywhere. So it's it's uh, easily one of the best products I've picked up in a long while, right? And well worth its money like immediately i think i used it the very first day yeah yeah i, I still use mine in the same waters i always fish i'll still manage to get stuck in a tree uh it just happens about every you know at least once a week i use it at least so what i like about it man i think uh, that little uh, s hook you got there what what inspired that that style hook well, I want to make something on there if you want to push yourself out, like if you were hung up underwater, push it. Or that's a great way to just kind of wrap up when you tip it. Say you can't get the top fly, so you got a, flea, a three fly rig. You, know, you can wrap that around the tippet and kind of help you pull at least save two of the flies if you can't get all three down. Uh, so I want to make something, you know, versatile that you could use, you know, push, pull, wrap it, whatever you need to do. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a pretty inspired little design, man. So we like to talk a little bit about the, you know, the company as a whole. How, how did, how did you come up with uh, your manufacturing on this one? Is this something you designed yourself? Like uh, drew it out or how, how did that kind of come about? Yeah. I, uh, I went out there, uh, we were fishing one year at a nearby river and uh, somebody was hung up in a tree and he was using a big stick to get himself out. I was like, Man, there's gotta be a, a way to do this. Uh, like in that next couple of days, I just kind of drew out a design on a piece of paper. Uh, cause I don't really know anything about producing stuff and things like that. And, uh, took it to a few distributors and finally I found one that could actually make it. And once we had it made, we just, it says, just went ahead and ordered a couple thousand of them and hope for the best. Yeah. Talk about jumping in what, That's what what about? About. a couple thousand of these, see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> so you're probably learning real quick what it's like to be an entrepreneur, man. Oh yeah. Real quick real quick uh that's been fun i learned a lot uh the sales have been pretty good so it's it's been it's been an interesting experience to say the least it's awesome man so uh, out of that first few thousand how are you looking uh, i think we're somewhere in the 300 range i think i believe i have to look back at everything but i mean, with sales, i mean over the last couple months they picked up really well uh at first it was a little slow and you start wondering oh maybe this wasn't the best idea uh but i went to summer months here they did pick up and they've been going pretty strong since that's awesome. So do you you got a a wife in the background of all this? Yeah, she uh she kind of keeps tabs on, makes sure yeah you know, she helps me out a lot. Uh, I mean, she's very supportive and uh, everything. And anytime I need help, because I don't really know a lot about social media and things like that, so she's helped me out with that a ton. Uh, so she's been awesome, great support my, system. My big question is always like, when you pulled the trigger on a few thousand, did you run that buyer or did you sleep on the couch? I might have botched the numbers a little bit. Uh, I <laughs> Casey knows a lot about that. 
Yeah, I gotta be careful saying stuff like that now. You know, when we start putting the reels out on Instagram and stuff, and she's you know, <laughs> she's she's really supportive of us what we're doing here. You know, she's sharing sharing the content that we get that we put out on the reels. So I gotta I gotta be careful what Chad might pull out and uh, <laughs> and air, air to the world for me there. But yeah, I've uh, the, you know, there, there's been some packages show up at my house that have uh, you know, may, maybe not given the full background on. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's great to hear though, man. Like, cause when you jump into something like this, you know, on your own, right? You got to have that support system in check. And uh, you know, I got to experience that with my wife, and she's lived, eat, breathed all that drama, right? So it's it's good that she's got you back on that, man. It's a it's an important thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I couldn't do it without her. That's for sure. So when you when you launched, you jumped on a website. Like, what else did you do? I made my own website. Uh, I started an Instagram page and I just kind of took it from there and uh, it's been slowly growing. I still don't really know much about the website. I need to do a better job maintaining that, but Instagram page we do pretty good with. I make sure we post stuff and stories and things like that. And every time I you know, have a video of myself or a buddy using the fetch fly, I make sure I put it on there so people can kind of see it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I definitely need to do a better job with the website. <laughs> Hey man, everybody always does, right? That's always something that's like a continual evolution, and we're finding oh, that yeah. out over here. You know, with HLE, we're we're now having to, having to add a uh, a fish lift eat page, and it's just it's, it's a constant growing thing, right? So you got to address it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always I mean, there's so much out there to have stuff on, like I mean, like YouTube and TikTok, and I mean, Instagram and Facebook are just a small portion of it. I mean, there's just so many people have so many different types of social media these days. It's really tough to keep up with all of it. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I get it, man. We, we get it good. Casey gets it. He launched our TikTok, what, a couple of weeks back? Yeah, yeah, it's very new. So, it's keeping you busy. Yeah. Shameless plug. Fish lift eat at TikTok. <laughs> give us a follow. We're, we're already in the shameless plug stage here. Well, if that's the case. <laughs> I, will, I will always throw a shameless plug out whenever whenever the opportunity arises. <laughs> there it is. Time to my drop in chat. There it is. TikTok. Slide it in on the bottom. There. There it so is. you looking to uh are, are you looking to hit the hit the shows and expo seasons coming up? I think so. I think I'd like to there's a couple in the area, or at least within, you know, half a day drive or so. And I think I'd like to at least go to one or two. I mean, I'd be a little scared to go to some of them. I'd probably spend more money than I'd make there. Uh, but it would be it would be a good time to go check out some of them, I believe. See, that's the stuff you just write off as like network networking cost and <laughs> cost of doing business and things like that. Just don't show them the beer tabs, you know. Just it was it was a business deal. It was yep. a business yeah. lunch. Just keep a separate card for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like we said, we're we're a big fan of the product. I dig that you're jumping into business, right? And you jump jumped into hunt lift eat over here and we're doing our best to try to let guys know about this. But uh I think it'd be a good opportunity to chat a little bit about fly fishing, man. Like you got Casey over here, he's a professional fly fisherman. Um so that's, what that's, I a, that's a joke. So that's how you know if you listen to this episode, listen to nothing that comes out of Justin's mouth. <laughs> But like for me and Papa, right? Like we love fly fishing, man. So maybe let's talk a little bit about that. You, you mentioned you got a lot of good water up your direction, trout mostly, but like what's your favorite fish to get after? Nothing better than catching a nice brown trout. Uh, 
that's probably my favorite one. But I mean, I'm not very picky. Uh, as long as I catch a fish, I don't really care what it is. But yeah, definitely any trout, rainbow, brown, like brook trout as well. But I mean, as long as I'm, as long as I'm catching, I'm not too particular. There you go. What are you fishing for, uh, or what are you using this time of year up in your neck of the woods? Well, the water's starting to cool off, but right now it's super low. We haven't had any rain hardly at all, but uh, I'm still using a dry dropper setup. Uh, I've got a chubby up there, kind of just using it as more of like a strike indicator. And then uh, I've got some jig heads underneath or just some zebra midges, something small or something heavy, just kind of get down the bottom. Yeah. Uh, the things are spooking easy right now. Uh, it's the only problem. It's like probably the best time of year to fish because the water's cooler, you know, the temperatures are lower. But uh, you start walking through there, I mean, it just scares everything. They see everything. You know, I mean, the water's just so low right now. Yeah, we're having the same problem up here, right? Like the water where I was fishing earlier this year, it's, I mean, it's down to where I didn't even know the landscape looked like that. Right. So I'll remember that for yeah. next year, but I was, I was out fishing the other day. You know, everything was six inches in. I mean, it was small, but they were spooking quick. So I was hiding behind boulders and try to shoot across, you know, from behind little boulders and things like that. It's a kind of a fun time for strategy. Yeah. You gotta be pretty tactical going through there when the water's this low. I mean, it's a, uh... I can't remember being this low for a long time, and uh, it makes it for tough fishing, that's for sure. Yeah, how about yeah. you, Papa? How's it? How's it treating yeah. you out there? I don't, I don't, I don't have those problems because we we're we're in the you know the stalker trout capital of the world, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and uh, I actually like so like what you guys are talking about was something I was. Uh, kind of thinking a lot about last week. Um, I was out on a draw hunt that's on a refuge that's actually not very far from kind of my main fishing hole and where they stock. But um, I do a lot just just for just to let you know, Jeremy. Like I, I kind of chase bass, uh, catfish. I've got some gar flies. Tried to catch some gar stuff like that. Like I, I'm trying to chase every damn thing I can with fly rod, but. Um, where I'm at and these, these doctors, like I'm out there and this, this dude, I'll just be polite, this dude next to me and he, he's out there and he's got his fly rod and he's got his gear and he's hollering and carrying on, you know, and wanting to ask everybody out there what they're catching. And he is just beating the ever loving crap out of the water. Like the whole time, like. <laughs> It, like he's attempt like trying to roll cast and he's not roll cast and he's slapping the water with his rod and his line. He's just, I mean, he's making a freaking mess of everything, but he's catching the hell out of fish because stock <laughs> trout will hit anything that's pink. Like they don't care. And like, everybody's like, you know, what do you use? What do you this? What do you that? I'm like, it's pink folks. Like he's like, Oh, it's my special ball. Like it's a, pink midge is what he's using i'm catching them on, on, a, on a pink egg pattern like that guy down there like it's just it's it's not a difficult game to play here it's, and it's not a difficult game to play at all with with stocked fish like and i get to the point like like i said that dude he's just beating the hell out of the water and 
And you know, I've caught 127 <laughs> fish since I've been here in the last four days. I'm like, cool, but you can't cast for shit. Like, let's go somewhere where you can like you actually have to be a fisherman and see how you how well you do. You know, and like it's it's a tell us how you really feel. Yeah, yeah there's no hostility no there at all. It, but it, I feel like it's a event session for you. Get it all yeah. out, man. Get it yeah. all out. <laughs> but there's nothing worse than going to your like fishing spot and then having somebody there, especially somebody there that's just you know chucking it into the water, making a mess. There's really there's nothing yeah. worse. Well, in this place, it's you know, like I said, it everybody knows when the stocking occurs and blah, and all of that kind of stuff. And so, like, I mean, there'll be four or five guys standing next to me or along you know kind of in the sandbar next to me and then there's seven or eight dudes with with you know conventional gear up on the bank just pitching out across you and everything else and there are other holes to go to that i go to that i don't have to deal with so much of that but you know my camp was right there and then i was dealing with all that but i got to where i was just like the fish were rising they were coming out of the water and so i was i was pulling out dries trying to see if i couldn't yeah, I was making it more difficult than it had to be, obviously, because they're just not super interested in that kind of stuff. But you know, trying to see if I couldn't fool one in with a dry, which I never, I never did. But um, so yeah, that that's my five minute bitch session on. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, man. I'm I'm pretty lucky out here in Colorado when Chad and I get out right. We'll we'll hike a bit, man. It's like when I fish the last few times I've been out, and most of last year. I didn't even run into another guy out there. It's great. Yeah. I'm the only guy there. But I, on the other hand, uh, on, on the other flip side, man, like we have to fool the fish, right? Like the, right. these guys out here don't bite, man. It's, I, I was out last week, like I said, and I had size, I think I was pitching a 20 to start on the midge, right? And I was using something dry and big up top, just like you were right for a strike indicator. And they wouldn't touch it. So I went down to a 24, 26. And then I finally caught something. So it was really, it was like, that's how picky they were being, man. It was crazy. I can't even see them when they're that small. I can't even oh, can't I, tie them. I can't put them on, nothing like that. Well, yeah. I, I'm lucky Chad got me these little uh, old man glasses, right? The clip on front right here. <laughs> and I don't mind it because there ain't nobody around me. So I, I can wear these things and look stupid. And that's the only way I can get those things tied on. <laughs> Oh, those have to come on the next episode now. Oh, yeah, man. Sure. I got a picture of Chad when he bought them. I should go find that. Well, we'll have to call Chad out. Maybe we'll put that in this episode. <laughs> but he, he sent a picture out where he's got them and his eyeballs were about this big. And he's sitting there. It was awesome, man. But it's probably one of the best things we bought because, you know, tying them on, you, you, on the river on top of that, man, it's it's damn near impossible. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have perfect vision and you're tying some small flies, you probably got some sunglasses on. So, I mean, those are perfect just to kind of pop down, take a look at everything, and get it, make sure, you know, you're tying your knots right. Yeah. I, I've I've lost enough where I thought, hey, that, that's pretty good. And then two casts later, <laughs> where my fly go? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to get out and do some stuff like that because, like, this, this spot here, you know, the main place that I go, uh it's it's there's one stretch it's about a two mile walk or so to get to uh you actually walk into private land and they stock the bigger fish there and it's a catch and release only area um but you still run into quite a few guys there but it's still just stock trout and you can just beat the crap out of them all freaking day long and <laughs> 
the other place I've talked about before that's a little further away that it holds like this this place they, they these fish are dead by June like they the water heats up too much you know but there's a there's another spot where they they hold year round and there's some there's some big fish in there and and um, you know some folks like to try to call them wild I don't know that I can kind of get with that with that game but there there are also there are browns there too and some some pretty nice ones I think got caught a twenty or twenty two inch brown just the other day out of this place and so i mean they're not stocking them that big so that dude's been there for a while um so that's good and it's a good and it's a nice fishery but i'll make another jab at somebody damn guides guides are over there trying to fight people for pieces of water to fish for stock trout which is hilarious but anyhow like that's that's kind of where i'm at like i spend most of my time i get most of my fun out of hitting these places and chasing smallmouth and and largemouth and and stuff like that because none of these guys are doing it like I, I think i asked seven or eight people while i was there last week like you guys ever come here and you know chase the smallmouth and showed them a picture of the the oh, probably three pound smallie that i pulled out this summer and they're all like nah man we just kind of come up here when we do this you know and so that's that's kind of where that's where i'm at in this neck of the woods you know Oh, oh there, there, it is. there it is. I, I knew it was going to make an appearance, man. I knew you can see into his soul with those things. That's how hard he has to look at his screen to try to make me look good on one of these podcasts. <laughs> I just want to know if somebody took his stapler. You guys ever watch Office Space? Oh, I like it, man. Good drop. Good drop. I see what you did there. That's uh, that's yeah, awesome. man. That's a that's a classic pick. Like we'll have to when we get that website up and running. We got like uh, files of everybody. That's gonna be Chad's picture. Oh, that's Chad's picture, hundred <laughs> percent. I see you back there in the background laughing, Chad. <laughs> but but for Not real, bad. man. Like those, those are those come in handy. I don't care how dumb you look, man. They come. Yeah, in handy. they have to. I I don't I don't use any of them yet, but I know that my day's coming. But yeah. uh, when we all, when we all get as old as Justin, we'll need him. Oh. <laughs> I'm not that far off anyway. You'll be there. You'll be there one day. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. The, the real problem is I can't control my fingers anymore either because I'm so old. Especially <laughs> when they get cold too. Oh, dude, it's the worst. That's uh, that's awful. Yeah, I have that problem when your hands out there are wet and your hands are cold. And you just don't even want to be there anymore. It's just what's uh, what's cold up in your neck of the woods, Jeremy? Oh man, it gets, you know, you'll get down to zero, you know, wind chill, yeah. you know, you'll get, I think last Christmas we were down like in the negatives, you know, with the wind chill and everything. Uh, it does get cold. I mean, we're up here at like 3,500 foot elevation. Okay. Uh, so it does, it does get cold up here. Uh, never gets too hot. I mean, never really gets above 85 here in Boone. So it's, That's pretty nice. It's nice. Uh, but uh, wintertime, January, February can be pretty brutal. Not much fishing to be done then. Yeah, it's yeah, not about me. We can't even find water typically around here. That's yeah, how that ice that time of year. Yeah, you can find like a hole or two or an embankment that's got some sun and you might be able to throw in for 15 feet, right? And it's really not even worth it. I'm not I'm not good enough to make it worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have that problem. It's hell it was it was eighty five degrees last Wednesday. I was sitting. I was sitting in a in a makeshift ground blind hunting deer. It was eighty five freaking degrees. Stupid. Yeah, that's warm. Well, Jeremy, so, I got a question. What's that? 
So um, I'm I'm thumbing through your Instagram here, and I'm noticing, which obviously you know you you talked about your your background and your passions fly fishing, but I don't see anything on the lake. Here's your your moment for for a two minute sales pitch. Why do I need this on my bass boat? It's a perfect tool to have. You get hung up at the bottom underneath your boat. You don't feel like reaching your arm down there. You have it sitting right there. You need to pull something. If you get stuck, you say you're pulling yourself in and you use it to reach out on the dock. Pull yourself in with that as well. Uh, I mean, it can come in handy. You, know? you need to scratch your back while you're out there. It's a great back <laughs> scratcher as well. Just put it back That's what I'm talking back. about. Scratch oh, your back. Yeah, I mean, but no, it, you know, in all seriousness, I mean that that was why I asked the question earlier about like how big, you know, whenever it's it's fully fully collapsed or whatever, because I mean that's that's stupid easy just to throw in like the you know the glove box on my boat, mm -hmm. you know, to have it there when I need it, or you know, in my the day box that I have up on the deck and stuff. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of the water I fish, especially you know this time of year that's you know twenty plus feet, unless you're going to make a Make a really long model for me, you know, but definitely the time of year when oh, we're up. up flip, 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 there it is. See? Here we go. The street continues, boys. The street continues. The street continues. New stuff gets brought out on this podcast. I do it every time. <laughs> but no, I'm thinking, you know, summertime or whatever, up, up flipping, lay down shallow, you know, especially around the spawn and stuff, around some of that, um, you know, some of that shallow cover and docks and stuff like that. I can definitely see. You know, we'd be an advantage because a lot of times, like on the boat, it gets kind of tricky when you go up chasing lures because you're getting in some some real shallow water. You know, having to watch and make sure I don't drag the trolling motor and beach the boat and stuff like that. So, I mean, that that gives me a six foot buffer that you know I, I could get my you know get the baits back that my wife thinks I only spent five dollars on. Um, <laughs> I could get them back real easy. Yeah. absolutely absolutely i mean it's definitely meant for you know wading trout waters like that but i mean it could be used you know on the lake i mean you could it's it's great your gutters are clogged and you're in a pinch you can clamp your gutters with it to learn that one day christmas tree <laughs> or christmas lights you need to take them down out of trees it can do that as well i mean you, you can use it all around the house you, you want to know where i used it uh recently was for matchbox cars under the uh couch man for the kid Perfect. Came in real yeah. handy. Yeah. yeah reach under there, uh, collect up all the dust, put one of them dust rags on there, probably get yeah. all the dust under the couch as well. There you yeah. go. So basically what he's saying is you need to buy one for you and then also buy one for your wife to have around the house and have give buy one for your kids, you know, so that they don't yeah. have to bother you while you're trying to watch the football game to get their toys out from under the couch. Yeah, we can I mean, sell you know, family packs, you know. I mean, we can Christmas time's coming, you know. I think, you know, one of those little fetch flies would fit real good down in a stocking, right? Oh, it's a perfect stocking stuffer. Perfect. Yeah. yeah I, was gonna I think say, one of uh, something I kind of thought about a while ago that I, I'm sure somebody's mentioned or you've thought about, but we haven't said much of it here. Um, when I first when I first came across this thing or when, when Justin – first introduced me to it was I was out and I was throwing stuff subsurface and got hung up under and, and I was in a spot where I could wait up, but I couldn't really see. And I'm not, I'm not adventurous enough to stick my hand up under a log. And stuff. <laughs> like, I, like I sound like a hillbilly, but I'm just, I'm just not that, you know. Well, crazy. in Oklahoma where, where noodling started. I don't know if that's where it started, but they probably perfected it. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 
Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. Okay. Started, I believe. I don't know why, I, don't sure, know why I was thinking it was like Okie Noodling. But because because Okies are lunatics. But uh, <laughs> what I was doing was I just taken slide line, you know, pull pull the line back through my rod and use my rod tip to kind of poke fly and poke it loose. You know, a rod tip's not an, an easy or cheap thing to replace either. That, that ain't cheap at all. No, uh, this thing, yeah, I would. Uh, so I've seen that. I mean, I've seen people they'll turn their rod around and kind of use the reel in to kind of pull it loose like that. But I mean, yeah, you don't really want to be throwing your reel or your, especially your rod tip up there underwater or up in a tree. I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, can, those rod tips will break. You can sneeze and break a rod tip. You know, I mean, yeah. so that's that's what we're me. Yeah, I've taken my reel off of my rod before and threw the entire rod down trying to get stuff loose before. <laughs> I don't recommend that. Just say I do, do not do not do that. But in a pinch, I have had a bait stuck and I've just taken the whole reel off, you know, left left the line on. But then I just slung the rod like a little dart all the way down there trying to knock stuff loose. Well, they make a tool like that for bass fishing, don't they? Like a weight you could take and yeah. kind of sling down. I don't know how well they work, but I've seen those before. Uh, I've never found. I mean, I've I've played with them. I mean, that they do work, but I've never found one that's like this is the one. Yes, I mean, what if you are like twenty feet down the bottom? I mean, I don't think you can really throw it hard enough. I mean, maybe you can. I don't know, but uh, I'd be worried you could throw it hard enough to knock it loose. Yeah, I, I don't have a good solution for getting hung at 20 feet. I, I just, I can tell you plenty of brush piles around all the lakes up here where plenty of my hooks are hung up and never to be seen again. Some of them may still have a fish on them. I don't know. That's just what you like to think, at least, right? Uh, you know. <laughs> everyone that everyone that's ever broke me off spent at least 10 pounds too. Yeah, of course. It's never a small one that gets you. I'm saying it's the only, only thing big enough to break, right? That's it. <laughs> That's it had nothing enough. to do with me checking and you know throwing line that still had some frays in it or you know <laughs> 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 nothing like that. Every everything was pristine, perfect knots every time. Yep. You know, the only fish that I was going after was nothing but big. So it's it's always the big ones that get away. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. Lots of fly. I lost a fly last week. I was casting and casting and casting and casting. I was like, there you go. I was catching fish like crazy a while ago. I'm not catching anything, and I pull everything. I never even stopped to look, and fly popped <laughs> off at some point in time. I had no idea it was going. It'll get me on my back cast. I'll back cast back, and I'll hit like a leaf or something back there, and uh, I'll just keep going. And then I look, and I don't have anything. I'm not throwing anything at all. It's always the worst <laughs> feeling. You look around for it, you can never find it. You know, it couldn't be that far away from me, but they're always gone. You yep. never see them anywhere. That's the problem I had the last couple of weeks, right? Because I was telling you that little midge is so damn small. You know, I'm seeing my big light fluffy. We're going. And then sure enough, I had lost the tippet in that little fly, but you couldn't see it, you know? So like, unless you're taking the time every once in a while, like, yep, still there. That's been my biggest problem is they just go right quick, but you can't see them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that we gave, gave the five-star sales pitch about why – a fetch a fly is useful in the hands of every human being walking. Where can uh where can people go to to purchase one of these at Jeremy? Get anywhere online. We're on Amazon, eBay, uh Shopify, also do Venmo, whatever. Well, if you want a fetch a fly, we'll find a way to get it to you. <laughs> nice. What's your uh what's your website? 
www.fetchafly.com. And yeah, that'll get right to our uh, eBay page. Uh, I think Amazon's on there as well. I have to double check, but uh, it'll, get, it'll give you a link to our Instagram as well. That's where we have most of our current social media, you know, on there. I'll make my pitch. Go Venmo, find him on Instagram so he doesn't give any money away to the bad guys. Yeah, we don't like Jeff Bezos. Don't give him too much money. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm we, we bought all ours direct to you, man, through Venmo. That's the way to go. I appreciate that. That's awesome. So, you know, my, my goal in the interim now is to uh, to get you some content for that Instagram page that uh, diversifies you a little bit and not just all fly fishing. I'll, get, I'll send you one. You, you'll find one to use on the lake. I, I promise you that. If you want oh, a video it. of me getting matchbox cars out of my uh, you know, couch, I'll do that too. <laughs> I'll take any content, any and all content we will take. We'll put it on there. And I'm about to hang Christmas lights, so maybe I'll test that one out too. Hey, January, February, March, whenever you put get around taking yours down. I think I took mine down in March last year. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> just take a video. It, it does help. Uh, they may not work the next year because you just kind of yank them down, but it does But you got them down. But, got them down. You know. So you got, a, you got a whole year to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can make it to the summer, you might as well just leave them up till the next year. I'm saying know. just rotate right on around. Chad knows all about that. He's Mr. Christmas. They got their stuff up usually year-round. <laughs> I'm all about Christmas, but like I turn into Buddy the Elf day after Thanksgiving. But I just I can't I can't get into it till then. Uh, what's that? Um, I'm I'm all in all the time. It's my favorite time. So I'm, I'm actually slacking this year. I don't even have anything up yet, but I've definitely been uh I've been be bopping around to my Christmas tunes. Man. It was like a month ago, Home Depot had everything up. And I was like, all right, it's that time of year. Let's do this. So we we're already mm -hmm. buying blow-ups. I had the kid up there. He's already he already stopped in at the Home Depot at least three times to look at all the Christmas stuff. They, they had it. Lowe's Hardware had it up in September. Yeah. September. Into September, they had Christmas stuff up. That's crazy. Now it's taking over like half the stores. You walk in there, it's just everywhere. Mm -hmm. Sooner every year. So, Jeremy, you got any plans of uh, of getting your product in on like a storefront level? I would like to. I've spoken to a few stores about it uh, back when I first started, and they they wanted like a universal product code and things like that. Of course, I had no idea what that was. I had to Google what a UPC was. Uh, so we weren't quite ready for the push for spring and summer, but I'm hoping by this spring we should be ready to to push some out there. That would uh. That would definitely be pretty awesome if we can get some of those stores. Uh, I look forward to trying to. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we uh, we talked we've, we've talked about a few fishing stories so far, but uh, you know, one thing we want to make sure that that we have the opportunity to ask everybody that comes on here is to tell us about your your one favorite fishing story, whatever it may be. It's what you got. My favorite fishing story is probably, I would say, it's a couple days before my son was born. And uh, we went out there. It was right by my house. I went down there, and I had my daughter with me. And we were just fishing the same hole we usually fish. And uh, we'd been there a little while. I didn't catch anything. And then we were getting ready to leave. We, we were probably there like 30 minutes. We were getting ready to head back home. And I just got a massive bite. The line just went running. And I kind of pulled it in a little bit. I probably fought that thing for 
10 minutes or so, but it was a massive, massive rainbow trout. And uh, my daughter was actually there. She netted it for me. She was about four, three or four at the time. I think it was about as tall as she was. Uh, she's pretty little. Awesome. But she uh, ran out there with a little net. And I, I don't think it was a very good net. It barely fit in the net. And, uh, but she kind of ran out there, kind of got it in there, and started flopping on her. She dropped the net. I kind of had to grab it and almost ran into the water to, uh, to get it back. But uh, we almost lost it. But we were able to pull it in with the assist from Olivia there. So that was that's probably any fishing, any fish we've caught, you know, with the kids, it's probably my favorite ones. Heck yeah. So how old is your daughter now? She's five now. But she was I think she's about three at the time. And uh she was uh like I said, I think it was about the size of her. That's awesome. So she is she into fishing then now that she's had those fun experiences <laughs> with you or where's she at? She's hit or miss. She likes time flies a little better, I think, than fishing. She would rather be, you know, inside time flies, I think. Uh but the, my son, who was just getting ready to be born when we caught that fish, he's two now. He loves going. He'll go. He'll, he'll pick a fish up out of the net, both hands, hold it up. Uh, I think I had, I had one on my Instagram a couple of days ago. Him just He had about 14-inch brown trout. Just picked it right up out of the net. He's trying to kiss it. It's pretty funny. That's <laughs> awesome. He, he, he's all about fishing right now. That's how my boys are. They've got to lay hands on every fish we catch. They think we have to, you know, we have, we have to grab it, we have to pet it, we have to take a picture with it. Every, every fish is a trophy fish to them, and it's it's so much fun. That's what's good about taking kids, you know, trout fishing. I mean, even if you only catch a little six inch trout, you know, it still makes their day. You know, they they they're they're happy to see it. And Weston, he just loves throwing it back in the water. Uh, hadn't really got down the. The, the fish etiquette quite yet with Weston, <laughs> but uh, we're working on it. That's, That's awesome. awesome, man. I got to, my son, he's two, he just turned three, but he got his first fish this summer. We were at a little uh, farm pond kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. He's got his little, you know, pole from Cabela's two or three feet long or whatever, right? We cast in there and it couldn't have been in two minutes. I was looking at my daughter trying to help her. He's standing there just staring at me. I'm like, what's up? What's up? I see the Poles just out of control, and he he ended up bringing in a 14 inch rainbow, and wow. it, yeah, it took. I had to dive in the water. I had to hop in up to my up to my waist, get it netted. I think I saw a picture of that actually. Yeah, I we I posted it. Man, I'm proud. It's I put it everywhere. It's up in my house too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we got that thing in, and I thought because he's a boy's boy, right? And he, I thought he's gonna be all about this. Man, he didn't want anything to do with that fish. He didn't want to touch it. Didn't nothing, right? And so I was I was pretty bummed out and. You know, well, at least he caught one. We got a picture. He's standing next to it, freaked out. But about an hour later, my daughter catches uh, catches a decent-sized rainbow. And by that time, he saw the other kids, you know, handling the fish. And after that, it was like it, too bad for the fish, man, because he grabbed that thing and he's throwing it around. And it was all over the place. It took me everything I had to revive that thing and get it back in the water. So now now we're in that, we're in that game where he likes to beat them up pretty good. Yeah, unfortunately, that's where that's where Weston's at. He'll he'll pick him up and not like he's gonna be sweet, but he really just wants to like toss him around. Things like, yeah, there it is. Yeah, now it's now it's way public, man. Look at that. See, I can be proud all the time. It was a yeah. good fish, man. Yeah, that's a nice size fish there. See the picture before that. Like that. <laughs> first picture, he's probably back like that. Yeah, yeah, he was freaked <laughs> out. But that's the problem, Casey. My my daughter's first fish was a monster at a, a little pond tournament. Same pond, she won the tournament with a i mean it was a monster rainbow and now she's like she catches anything less than like 18 inches she's like 
Yeah. And I was like, well, that ain't how it goes. So you're gonna have to change change your change your attitude, lower your bar. That'd be like going deer hunting for the first time and like shooting a booner. I don't I don't let my kids shoot big deer their first time around. You're shooting a doe or a spike. If a ten point walks out, I'm just gonna have to during the youth season, I'm gonna have to eat it. If not, uh if it's during regular season and you're hunting with dad, sorry, dad's taking that one. You don't get to have that first time around. <laughs> There's too much of a precedence there. You get you get to catch three inch sunfish. You got to shoot dinks. That's what we're doing. Yeah, man. I I started out the wrong way. Their bars are way too high. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's definitely fun getting to getting to kind of live those experiences through their eyes. Oh, yeah, man. just seeing how you know little fish that get me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that picture. There you go. That thing was attorney. That's awesome. Yeah, that was crazy. Pretty beast oh, of a fish. And she caught that on a Barbie pole, too. That was the best part. Like those Barbie poles are durable, man. Hey man, you just rip the fish right out of the water. They're more durable than some fly rods, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. My kid's already gotten like he won't use his little his little rod anymore. I don't know. He like has a perspective or something that he thinks that like, you know, dad's rod catches more fish or something. So now he just, he has to use a, a full size spinning rod. <laughs> and I'm and so now, well, I'm sitting there like when he has this little rod, I'm like not as worried about like it ending up at the bottom of the lake. But now like when he's holding mine, it's just like, I basically I have my hands just an inch off of him <laughs> where I can like dive on it real quick. I'm like, please do not throw that in the water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, my daughter fun. a couple weeks ago, my, my middle daughter, she brought in a, a, I don't know, probably 16 or 18 inch freaking uh, carp on one of those little like dock demon rigs, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah we that we got when she, she's 11 and i think we got it when she was like three and i don't think the line's ever been changed on it or anything <laughs> like that and we were just out camping and she wanted to go down to the water and she was you know just throwing little jigs or whatever and comes back carrying this this fish she's like the line broke when i got him to me but i got in the water and got him i was like holy That's crap awesome. it was good stuff <laughs> it was a lot of fun oh man that's awesome. Well, Jeremy, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on here and, you know, telling us a little bit about, about your product and um, kind of how it came to be and how, how useful it can really truly be for everybody, no matter what kind of fishing application or around the house application you might have. Um, you know, just, just one more time, let's go ahead and, um, you know, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. And then uh, your website and everything like that, and any anything relative to uh, to your product that you might want to might want to include on that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, website is www.fetchfly.com. Uh, Instagram is at fetchfly. Uh, email is fetchfly at gmail.com. I mean, any way you can get in touch with us, we'd love to get some fetchflies out there. I mean, really, it's just a great product. I mean, just especially for beginners. I mean, there's nothing more demoralizing than going out there as a beginner and just getting hung up in a tree and taking 30 minutes to tie your rig back together and losing flies that cost three to four dollars a piece uh 
it's really if you're just going to get into fly fishing, that's uh, just a perfect thing to keep on you, just so you can kind of give yourself a chance at, you know, catching some fish and not losing a bunch of flies. That's for sure. Absolutely. So to all our listeners out there, you know, we're, we're coming up on the holiday season here. You know, you, you always run into a situation of having to, um, you know, you, you got that family member or somebody that's coming to, to Christmas dinner that you're obligated to buy them a gift, but you just don't know what to get them. You might as well get them something that they can use. So get them a fetch fly. You know, if you got, you got kids that are getting, you know, starting to get into fishing or anything like that, you know, get them one for the stock and, you know, that'd be cool. They can, Use you got two boys thing. around the same age. They can just go out there and sword fight with them, too. I mean, keep them occupied for a while. You, I mean, they can you, can, you can have a lightsaber fight in the morning, and then you can get, you know, save all your lures that afternoon when you go fishing. You could use it anywhere. It'd be that, suit, that selfish sleeper gift for Dirty Santa that you know nobody else is going to take. There you go. I like the there way you is. think, Papa. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, but y'all, uh, you know, make, make sure you go support Jeremy. Go follow him on on his socials. Pick up pick up some fetch of flies to, uh, you know, to get them in your area and use them. And then whenever you do, make sure that um, make sure you tag him and tag us so that we can, you know, we we can follow along with what you're doing out there and how you're using it. And then um, while you're on there, we'll go ahead and tell you, make sure you're following Fish Lift Eat Official on Instagram. Um, tag us and all your adventures as well. You know, we'd be more than happy to feature you on there and connect with you through that. Um, we're on TikTok as well at um, at Fish Lift Eat. And then while we're on the the holiday plug here, you know, head on over to HuntLiftEat.com and pick up your loved ones some some Fish Lift Eat gear. You know, see Justin's rocking the the Wilder's hoodie over there. We got you know the the Fish Lift Eat T-shirts. Chad's rocking the hat back there. We'll have to get Papa something, but uh, you know, <laughs> get you some fish. Get you some fish lift eat gear. You'll love it. But uh, and other than that, we just uh, we really appreciate everybody tuning back in for this week's episode. You know, I know you're going to enjoy it as much as we have. But uh, Jeremy, we look forward to seeing um, seeing how you grow your business, and um, you know, being able to get these get these products out on the water and use them and, and save us all some money. Cause that's always a, uh, that's always a plus when you can come back with almost as much gear as you left with. <laughs> that is always good uh, to leave with close to what you had when you got there. Awesome. Man. Thank you. Well, gentlemen, I have enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm glad that we had the, had the full crew back today, you know, so that maybe we'll, our, our ratings will go back up this week since uh, everybody <laughs> didn't have to just sit around and listen to me babble along. I did enjoy but, um, it. I enjoyed the Nugent one, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. But, uh, well, until next week, we'll catch you then. But uh, in the meantime, make sure you keep them lines wet, and we'll catch you on the next cast. See you.